It is good to be back. Today is December 20th. I took a couple days off. I apologize. I've been running busy, but this is your favorite podcast, I'm hoping. Uh, Coach's Corner with just David. Uh, I don't know if Caden's ever coming back. So if you're listening and you want to get on my podcast, that'd be excellent. I'm looking for some uh, hosts but uh, let me just kick the show off. You know, I got I got a little bit of time right now. I got an easy hour in me, and uh, I just want to get I just want to get some thoughts down. You know, um, so I'll recap the week. It's a little bit extended, but let me see my notes real quick. Let me see my notes. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I went to Petra Grill last week. That's one of my favorite places to go in Fort Collins. I got the lamb, it's a must, the falafel, it's so delicious, um, man, it is just incredible food, you know, I was talking to someone who's never had lamb before, which kind of blew my mind, if you've never had lamb, it's a must, um, yeah, shout out to the lamb, that was pretty good, uh, blah, 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 yeah, you can tell I'm a little out of it, I'll, I'll get there, just give me a second. Um, I had my office Christmas party this previous week. That was, that was all right. (laughs) I feel like everyone just got a little too drunk. You know, we got, uh, we got some sweatshirts in the mix, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm fucking with the sweatshirt we got and played some euchre with the coworkers. That was cool. The food was all right. Uh, didn't really feel like a Christmas party though. There was no Christmas decorations that I remember, and there wasn't really Christmas music. Um, so I don't know. But shout out to my company. I they asked like for some memorable moments um, during the year, and everyone in my company at this point kind of knows that I'm a ridiculous human being. So you know, some people are just hitting you know one quick line answers about real projects or something that went down and then right at the end uh one of the main people in my company was giving the speech he's like and we have a 10 part piece here and i just listed off 10 solid fucking answers about like just some funny moments during uh my work and my job so that was a good time uh the one that got the funniest response was related to this coworker named uh Oh, I'm not going to say his name, but he sent an email. Uh, <laughs> he got fired during the year, uh, kind of unexpectedly. It was when I first started. I remember a lot of people were like, Jesus Christ, are we going to get fired? Um, a lot of new data architects at the time. Um, he seemed like he was doing an okay job. He seemed relatively friend- friendly. Granted, 
I had like one or two talks with him. He worked uh, remote for the most part. But uh, he sent an email that was just like roasting the company, absolutely roasting and just saying they didn't treat him fair. He didn't get the right recognition. Um you know, and they tried, and and then the company, you know, the the managers and like the VP and all of them, they're they're trying to basically tell us like, no, he's lying. He, I we promise we gave him enough opportunities. We promise we talked to to him about his like actual work ethic. And uh, I don't know, it it just was kind of a weird time uh, closer to the beginning of the year. But then as the year went on, and you work in every solution, he's basically has his fingerprint on something terrible or wrong. And uh, it all makes sense now. So no no surprise there. Um, Christmas parties are fun for the most part. You can see a few people that you don't really see drunk often. So that's always a treat, you know. Some people stay out a little bit later. Some people go to the bar afterwards with you. So it was, it was a good time, you know. I was happy to see everyone just getting loose. I think work's been kind of driving people crazy just in general you know it's a little bit of burnout going on so that, that was good um i'll get into that shortly uh just ignore me but no it was a, it was a good party uh what else did i do last week i want to try to capture <clears throat> i went to emporium sports bar in fort collins with my friend uh we played some pool we kind of hung out you know, uh, there was some karaoke going on. You just had two dudes on stage, dick in a box, going absolutely ham. I've never heard someone get so passionate about that song. So that's kind of why that was in the intro. That shit was really hitting me different. And I didn't realize, but dick in a box is kind of a Christmas song. So I'm, I was kind of hoping that would be at the Christmas party. I was thinking myself to pull up it with, you know, just a dick in a box, see if anyone wanted to take a stab. But... Um, I don't know if my company would let that one fly. Uh, Dick in a Bl- Dick-, <laughs> Dick in a Box is a classic. Uh, it's so good, so simple. Shout out to Justin Timberlake. Shout out to the Lonely Island, just in general. I think, man, if I'm being honest, if I could ever get to the you know status of just famous parody singer, that would be that would be ideal. I'm not gonna lie. I would I would gladly take that position as a, a famous parody singer. Um, let me see if I can put something together. I've been trying to think of some songs. Uh, there's a lot of humor in music, but I'm not that clever right now. I'll get in it. It's early in the show. Just give me a break. Um, shout out to Trader Joe's. Went to Trader Joe's last week. That's kind of my go-to grocery store these days. I'm really I'm really enjoying the Trader Joe's grind. Um, I don't know what it is about that place. It's just the vegetables are good. The produce is good. I got some grapes there. The, the meat's good. Uh, nice people. I I don't know. There's a few places in Fort Collins. You know, we have Whole Foods. We got Sprouts, King Supers. I don't know. Safeway, I guess. Uh, but none of them are uh, none of them are really quite matching the same level of Trader Joe's for me. So so that was good. Um, Played some basketball last week. That was nice. Uh, it was kind of a crazy week for me, if I'm being honest. You can see I'm not giving the best recap. I'm not going in order because I'm a little um, all over the board, if I'm being honest. I've just been kind of grinding. And uh, I actually took yesterday, uh, Monday the 19th, 
off. So um, I completed a project at work that's been kind of driving me crazy. I'm happy to get that done. Then you had the Christmas party. And then I'm still just trying to get into stand-up, which I'm doing. So I've gone three weeks now. I guess I guess that's what I should have led with. I, I'm consistently going to stand-up. So that's good, these open mics. Um, so things are just kind of crazy, but I'm, I'm kind of finding my priorities. So that's a good feeling. Um, and I needed Monday off because I just needed some time to relax and recover. So that was good. And then I went to open mic and I did the best I've ever done. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. We're going to get into it shortly. Um, stay with me. So yeah, that's a good time. I was very excited for the World Cup game on Sunday. That was a great time for me. I I went to Denver on Sunday by myself. Sometimes, you know, you're you're kind of you're kind of tempting it. It's not always the most fun to do stuff on your own, you know. I'm kind of learning different ways to to be independent. Um but I decided it'd be good for me to go into an environment where excuse me, go into an environment where it's a lot of screaming fans and a lot of high energy. I think I could have maybe captured some of that at uh in Fort Collins, but probably not the way I wanted to, if I'm being honest. And then ironically, I was trying not to drink, um, which is somewhat ironic when you're thinking you're gonna go watch the World Cup soccer game in Denver and you're going to Denver not to drink um yeah I don't have any rhyme or reason to the things I do sometimes I just kind of get into a certain mood and follow that um and that's where I was so I was looking around um Saturday night on my phone just kind of scrolling best places to watch World Cup soccer game and I find this place called Maria's Empanadas okay and I'm just thinking I love empanadas I used to love a woman named Maria. This this is all sounding good for me. Oh, they're all Argentinian fans. That's who I wanted to win all along. And uh, I was like, this sounds like a great spot, you know. And it's it's like a bakery, but also kind of like a a bar. So like I could I could have got away with just like some some fancy juices and maybe some coffee for a while. Maybe maybe just an empanada. Maybe a, like a record breaking amount of empanadas in two hours. So. Um, I felt good about that. World Cup game was at 8 a.m. I knew I had to be there early. I knew I had to be in Denver at least by 7, 7.30. So, you know, I got to get up by 5.30 if I'm if I'm being honest. So um tried to go to bed early on Saturday night. Not the best of luck. I'm living underneath an older woman. Uh, shout out to Ellie. She's the best. But... I don't think she can hear too well, so she's just blasting some Hallmark Christmas movie all night. Um, this was the first night in my new place that I had to text her and be like, hey, turn it down. I'm trying to sleep. Um, it was 11.30 at night. What's she doing listening to Christmas movies and Christmas music at 11.30 p.m. at like 70 volume? I mean, it's just, it was wild. Um, she didn't read my message. I still ended up going to bed. I figured it out. Uh, but I thought I'd get a little bit more sleep. Uh, but with that, I was kind of running. I was running a little late in the morning. I, I, you know, I still hit the road, I think, by 6. I wanted to get out a little earlier, but I think I hit the road by 6. Gassed up. Drove down to Denver. Um, 
I get to Maria's Empanadas and it is packed. Packed to the fucking wall with Argentinians. I mean, I've never seen so many Argentina pieces of clothing. (laughs) It was just a remarkable scene. And I waited in line for about 10 minutes, hoping I'd get inside the restaurant. And then eventually someone came out. And I think it was a manager. It had to have been someone uh, that worked at the restaurant. And the person basically said, no sitting, no standing, get out. And I was like, okay, good to know. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I felt pretty defeated. It was still early. I hadn't had coffee yet, which is kind of, you know, a little rare for me. Usually I have at least a, cu- a cup immediately when I wake up. If I've been up for an hour or two, it's it's hard not to say I've had two cups. I'm actually kind of craving coffee right now, but it's a little late at night. So I'm going to try to avoid that. Um, we'll see, though. Maybe maybe a small cup. Um I'm having this weird heart thing going on too, which I think is from drinking, smoking, stress, working out at really random rates of high pressure and then not working out. I I don't know what it's from. I gotta, I really gotta figure that out. So I'm trying to slow down just a bit. Um, But anyways, no coffee, no soccer game. I was like, you know what? I'll figure out another place to watch it. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I will gladly just find just find a coffee house. So I went to a place in Denver called Stella's Coffee House, but they spelled it house, H-A-U-S. I think that's a great way to kind of lure someone in. It's so much more tempting to go to a H-A-U-S opposed to an H-O-U-S-E. Um, cool place, really cool place, actually. I, I was surprised how much I liked it. It was large... It was cheap, cheaper espresso, cheaper uh, matcha latte than Harbinger, although Harbinger is the goat, so I'm not going to come at it too hard, but, um, you know, I was just sitting around uh, Estelle's Coffee House having a few drinks and um, started to think about, you know, where I'm going to watch the game, but it was interesting because they had so many different rooms and every room just had like a different style of art. Um, I'm not going to be good at correctly identifying the art there was like old school and then like modern and then i don't know just a just a really random mix but then every room also was very distinctly painted a different color so you had like a red room just like nice burnt orange walls and then you had like a yellow real bright yellow room this weird kind of green almost puke green that was that was my least favorite color, but you had this puke green room and then just like this light blue room and every room was just kind of its own vibe, you know? It was almost hard to pick a place to sit, but I decided to sit in the burnt orange room. It was the largest room. There was no one in there. Um, the music wasn't playing. I actually wasn't in the mood to listen to music for the first time. And uh, I sat down and I just thought to myself for a moment, like, do I really want to go be around people right now? Um, had taken an edible. I was feeling a little antisocial. Didn't want to drink. I wasn't really feeling like being the one solo person in an Argentinian bar. Um, and I knew I wanted to do stand-up tomorrow. And, and I knew I had to prep for it. So i actually didn't watch the first 90 minutes of the game i just sat in that coffee house and wrote for about 90 minutes which was nice uh it was so nice i got a lot of good jokes down 
just just so many good jokes um i'll get into that shortly when i get into this set a little bit but it was just nice to kind of get some creative time and i know i went all the way out to denver to watch a soccer game but i just ended up going to a coffee house and writing which i probably could have done in fort collins so it's probably just a little bit of a waste of gas but I, i found some creativity where i could find it so that's cool um I ended up watching the last 30 minutes on my phone, plus the penalty kicks. I was so hyped for Argentina to win. I'm going to share a little bit of a gambling story. I don't gamble often. In fact, I almost never gamble. But I'm I'm feeling, I, I don't know, I just kind of had this like Midas touch. You know, everything's turning to gold. I was just feeling lucky. Uh, the night before, I put a bet on Argentina to win, uh, win the World Cup over two and a half goals in the game, and Messi to score a goal. And at halftime, I noticed, oh, Messi had scored a goal, and it was 2-0. So it was looking pretty good, if I'm being honest. Um, the bet was $30 for 170 At halftime, I was, I got a little cold feet, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been in situations like this before, and I've got, and I've been burned pretty bad. I had a nice bet on the Celtics to win the finals at plus 3,000 odds. Uh, Last year, I should have pulled out right before the finals. I was so confident, though. Uh, And that kind of gave me, that kind of has been sitting with me for a while. So I said, all right, I'll just, I'll pull out at half. You can cash out early. So I took the 30 and I put, and I took 120 from it. So I was happy about that. I got, you know, a decent chunk of money back. But then immediately at halftime, and it was a small bet. I should have done bigger, but it was just a small bet. I put a $5 bet, plus 900 odds on France to win. Sitting around, right, not thinking too much. I get a text from my friends, and they're like, are you watching the game right now? All caps. And I was like, no, nah, I've been like in the zone. You know, I haven't even looked at my phone for the past you know, 30, 40 minutes. I'm just sitting there. And I look down, and it's 2-2. France tied it up. Mbappe, who is... Just an all-time legend. I'm just absolutely loving this guy. Hard not to when he's so talented. Um, Mbappe scored two goals in a row. It's 2-2. It's a pandemonium. France is pushing it. And I am like, oh, man, this is uh, good news for me. I'm glad I'm glad I thought France could maybe win this. I looked at the bet. It was $5. It turned into like $23. I was like, cash that out. And then I was like, well, I'm going to keep riding this wave. Um, I put another bet down saying Messi to score another goal. That was 5 bucks for 25 I won on that. And then right before penalty kick started, I put another bet down for 15 bucks for um, Argentina to win. And they did. And I won 30 bucks on that. So all in all, I was just flipping left and right. I was Argentina, France, Argentina, and then I was going messy goal, messy goal. I mean, it was just a good day. So I'll take that money. I'm happy about that. It's always good to get a gambling win. It's not like it's even that much money. It's just it's such a good feeling when you just do nothing to earn money, you know? I mean, if I could win, if I could turn every $30, well, technically it was 50 if I could turn every $50 into 180 I'd probably be a really rich person. It'd probably be a really good day. And if I didn't have to do any work other than just kind of flip back and forth between my, you know, morals or like my conviction, like if I thought one person's going to do this and then they don't do it, and I still do well, um, I consider that a win for me. So, uh, shout out to the World Cup. Um, <laughs> great for me in all sorts of ways. 
I won't talk it. I won't. Well, I'll talk about it a little bit. I'll just say unbelievable game. I know I only watched parts of it, specifically overtime. But when I was watching, it was it was pretty evident. Like these are they were just both so good. I mean, Messi is just showing why he's like one of the all timers. Mbappe is showing why he's going to be one of the all timers. The Argentinians are just such a crazy group of people getting excited. I was so happy for them. It seems like they genuinely wanted that. Um, France would have been cool to win too. I got nothing wrong with France. I, I loved both countries and just like one of the greatest soccer games of all time. I mean, it's, it's all you could really ask for. You know, you you see a lot of kind of finals matchups or Super Bowl matchups. And sure, sometimes you get like the Tom Brady versus Mahomes or you get lebron versus curry or something and sometimes it turns to be you know a good match but you don't really see it where it's like the two best players and if not two of the greatest players of all time performing at the highest level possible so um shout out to them i mean when it counts you know they just need it they put it all on the line i wouldn't be surprised if mbappe wins another one in his career he's france is good he'll be around forever so very happy with the World Cup. I know the Women's World Cup is coming around the corner. Major respect for women's soccer. I know I'm going to be watching that. Um, that's going to be really fun. USA always does well, but I still got to show love for it. You know, I think a lot of people are going to show not as much respect for women's soccer, although it's been carrying this country in terms of soccer forever now. So got to keep it up. Um Hopefully we don't play like Sedan or something. I don't want to have to make fun of or be mean to like some third world country that U.S. beats 6-0. But I will. I will gladly do it for the sake of American women's soccer. So yeah. Um, stuck around Denver just a little bit longer. Uh, grabbed some lunch at Old Jerusalem. It was a nice place. It was a nice stop. It was kind of like family run. Uh, I was in the mood for falafel. I talked about Petra earlier. I had, I, I've been kind of on this falafel tear, so um, it's been good for me. And uh, just enjoying it. Falafel's delicious. If you haven't had falafel or lamb, I don't know what you're doing with your life. So I got I got the falafel pita. It was, it was good. And then I hit the road, drove back, had my set written out. Watched a little bit of World Cup soccer. Had some falafel. Good day in Denver. Trying to fall in love with Denver slowly. It's not the easiest. It's not the most fun. But I don't know. I'm, I'm learning new ways to enjoy it. And I'm trying to go to a new, a, a few new places. Granted, I do still hit up some of my classics. But I really just want to explore Denver. I feel like I'm not giving it a full shot. Um, I went, obviously, to Denver last week with my mom to watch... England versus France. I talked about the shot skis. So, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I've been trying to go to Denver a little bit and enjoy it, you know. When I went with my mom, I went to some classics. When I went this time, I went to all brand new places. Uh, my mom called it Milwaukee. I was all frustrated about that. I'm not going to go on this tangent again. I could. If you really knew me, I'd go on a tangent about Wisconsin cities again. But I'm going to drop it because we don't need that. So... Uh, more exploration into Denver. I will be going to my first Nuggets game on January 1st. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Nuggets playing the Celtics. My favorite team, the Celtics, versus my favorite player, Nikola Jokic. 
He dropped a 47, 20, and 10 the other night. I mean, he's just unstoppable. It's just it's so fun to watch. I'm actually going out shortly to watch the Nuggets versus the Grizzlies, which leads to my last callback about gambling. Um, let's speak it into existence, people. Okay, I put a $100 bet at plus 3,000 odds, meaning I get $3,000 if I win. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., center for the Memphis Grizzlies to win Defensive Player of the Year. And this is how impulsive I am. I remember listening to a podcast about him, I don't know, a long time ago. Like, eh, maybe it was like March, March of this year. So maybe three months or nine months ago. Three is in March, third month. Maybe nine months ago. Um, and the podcast, one of the hosts who I like, he was just like, And he's also a diehard, so I should have been smarter about this, but whatever. But it's working in my favor in some ways. Um, The host mentions Jaron Jackson Jr., and he's just talking about how this man will win a defensive player of the year in his lifetime. He has the ability. If it's not next year, it's going to be the year after. Like He was going absolutely crazy. And um, The reason I was giving him more credit, the announcer, than, than I would for some others is is be, I should say host, not announcer, but the reason I was giving the host more credit than normal is because he was on the John Morant bandwagon too. John Morant's now you know one of the best players in the league, but before that happened, he was saying, watch out, this guy's one of the best coming up. So I, I, I think he's got credibility. I think he watches the game. Um, so in March, that happened. Finals roll passed in June. Celtics lose. A couple months go by, July, August. I think it was September early September, I set a reminder in my phone. So I set the reminder in March for September. And I think I said something around the lines of bet Jaron Jackson to win defensive player of the year. I get the notification on my phone and I'm just like, hmm, all right, well, why not? Um, I've had a lot of these weird moments in my life where I've, (laughs) I think I've been able to correctly identify a winner at something or know what's going to happen. And sometimes I take advantage of it and sometimes I don't. The one that I can recall most fondly is when the Washington Nationals won the World Series a couple years ago. Every single day when I would bike to my job in the summer, there was like one bend that I had to take. Like you, you had to go like you, you, you biked. Ma- Madison has two lakes. It's an isthmus. Look it up. Um, you bike down one of the lakes and then you kind of have to cut into a bike path. And it's like this little small bend and it's a little turn. And every time I got onto that turn, the the phrase Washington Nationals are going to win the World Series came to my head every single time. Um, and I couldn't bet back then. It was kind of before gambling was a thing and it was also Wisconsin. But it was like I called it over and over again with my friends and uh, – it was pretty cool to see that happen. I don't know. I don't know why that happened to me. So uh, that was cool. I, I called Marcus Smart being Defensive Player of the Year last year. That was good. Like I said, I almost had that Celtics bet fall. That was good. So I'm. I get these weird kind of visions. Um, I got one right now that the Chiefs are going to play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I don't really like the Cowboys, but for some reason that just that just seems like it's going to be it. But anyways, um, back to what I was saying. Wanted to place a bet for $100 on Jaron Jackson Jr. to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I did it. I was like, if I lose $100, I lose $100. If I 
win $3,000, cool. Uh, that was back when I was feeling a little bit more, you know, frisky with the money, just feeling a little care- careless. Uh, I don't know if I'd bet $100 right now, although I am I am on a streak right now, so maybe I will. Uh, I may bet tonight. We'll see. But uh, bet 100 bucks. He's at plus 3,000 odds when I bet it, and now he's at plus 300. So if you want to place a $100 bet on him today, you only get 300 back. He has the second best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year. He missed the first 10 games of the season, so he is fighting that a little bit. But if he stays healthy, he's clearly on his way. So I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm enjoying it, you know. Um, hopefully I don't get a gambling addiction. I already got enough addictions I'm fighting. That would not be the most ideal one, but... If I'm going to get a gambling addiction and at least be good at it, that would be that'd be fine with me probably. Um, anyways, left Denver, Sunday still. Came back home and uh, I got some sad news for people who have been following Coach's Corner for a while. Although I never loaded some of the older episodes. Maybe one day I will, but um, they canceled the church league. Well, I shouldn't say they canceled, but... The guy that runs the church league, his name is Julian. He worked for the church. He used to let all of us come to play basketball. It was like 15 of us. We'd go shoot around. It was a good time. And uh, Julian had to leave the church for what sounds like valid reasons. I'm not going to question it. He's a very good guy. It sounds like his job's also giving him a little bit of burnout. So I just was like, you know, um, it happens, man. Don't worry about it. He had to break the news to us. Like, it's currently indefinitely canceled in the sense that we don't have anywhere to play um he tried to talk to the church about potentially playing there but he didn't get an answer back so i had a lot of good news for me i'm gonna have to find another place to play basketball on sunday or i'm gonna have to see if if the guys will pay to play somewhere maybe north aslan i know i've talked about that in the past i like going there um but i'll miss the church league you know i was going quite a bit uh, since September. So I don't know. It's going to be a change of pace. I am coaching though soon. That'll change things up quite a bit. That'll, that'll get my basketball fix. Uh, basketball, obviously one of my addictions, whether it's watching it, gambling on it, playing it, coaching it, whatever it is, uh, need to be involved in it in some way. So with coaching right around the corner, um, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But We'll see. I'm going to try to convince people to pay and do Sunday Sunday League still, but if not, if not, um, I still ended up, even though it was a long day in Denver, even though I was up since 5 a.m. and rode and did all that, um, I came back, went to North Aslan, wanted to get some shots up. I did play some, I played some fours and some fives, four on four, five on five. It was somewhat, it was somewhat good, um, yeah, <laughs> it was somewhat good. There was like a few people my age, although they weren't in the greatest shape and didn't want to run full court for the first couple games, which was a bummer. Uh, but they were my age, so that's good, a little bit stronger. And then there was like a weird mix of a couple eighth graders and some freshmen in high school. And I actually saw one of the former players I coached, so I had to be nice. He was nice to me. Shout out to Lincoln. We, we said, what's up? We shook up. I played with him. He's actually pretty good i mean he could keep up with us but he had this one 13 year old friend who was just cussing and being ridiculous and he was so small he had the napoleon complex going on it just it just was not fun uh 
And I was like, man, this is annoying. Uh, the kid kind of liked me because he knew I coached Lincoln. But I hated that 13-year-old. I would be so sad if I had to coach someone like that. He had such a piss attitude. So um, I don't know. It was interesting. Still was competitive, though. Uh, but you, it's just such a weird mix. You know, you never... It, I'm willing to play with whoever, whomever, proper grammar. I'm willing to play with whomever, but it's so much better to play with people closer to your age. It's also so much better to play with people that play the sport the way it's supposed to be played. I'm, I got nothing wrong with some street ball. I got nothing wrong with a little bit of highlights, a little bit of fanciness. Uh, but if you're not moving the ball fast, if you're not playing defense, if you're not passing it, if you're not kind of setting screens or moving off ball, then it just gets kind of lame, you know? Um, I'm pretty open to playing any type of way, so I, I try to keep an open mind, but I am so much happier and I play so much better and it means so much more to me when I'm just playing and it's like an actual game. So I know North Aslan does uh, leagues as well. I've been thinking of one day I got to sign up for one of those. I think it's like 50 bucks or something for a couple months. So I could, I could do something like that too. I would just need to get a few people. Um, so yeah, so that was a good Sunday for me, you know, uh, I was very happy about everything, and the day before, I was kind of recovering from a couple long days, so I was very lazy. I took the e-bike out that weekend. That was nice. Love taking the e-bike out. I missed I miss it a lot, if I'm being honest. I, I've been getting around still. I actually uh, took the red bike, the manual bike. No, no E, just bike. I took that to the comedy club last night when I performed. I live pretty close. I live like a five-minute bike ride at most away, so that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break right now, and then we'll get into some stand-up and some other stuff. One moment. All right, all right, getting right back into it. I just had to take a quick water break. Oh, man, sometimes it's not as easy as I would like to sit and record and talk to myself for an hour, but... I'm already 30 minutes in. I'm feeling good. Maybe not too funny. Maybe just informational, but whatever. All right. Sorry for the white noise. Okay. 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 So, as I said, took the day off yesterday. It was a Monday. It was very much needed. I've talked about it a few times now since the pod started. I think a lot of people are facing some burnout lately. I think there's not just me. It's not just, it's every type of job. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. So it, it's been stressful. You know, you got to take some mental health days, even if it's not about your mental health, sometimes it's physical. You just need a day. Just don't be afraid to take one. So that was good for me. Um, definitely much needed day off. And slept in, made an egg sandwich, hung out with my friend in the morning, and then went over to Odell's to have a beer and just do some writing. And I got the topic of burnout on my mind. So I started writing, um, well, I have it on my mind, but I'm not even writing about it just quite yet. Uh, I share this joke with my friend Katie all the time that Amazon drivers get to kill one person with their van as part of their benefits package. So I've been trying to figure out of a way to kind of write that in. Um, so I was thinking a little bit about, oh, how can I get this out? How can I write, you know, 
something Amazon related, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a full Amazon set or not. Uh, but then I get a snap from my brother. Uh, I'm just sitting there having a beer at Odell's, kind of thinking, trying to get some writing down, thinking, not having the best luck yet. And my brother sends me a photo on Snapchat, and it's a small zero sugar Gatorade, purple one. And the photo just says, Amazon says, hey, thanks for all the hard work. Here's some zero sugar Gatorade. And I'm just thinking to myself, damn, Amazon solved burnout. It's fucking zero sugar Gatorade. I should have known. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's funny that my brother is, you know, a 30-year-old adult who works for Amazon and their idea of being a good employer is handing him a Gatorade after a shift. Um, ridiculous move. Absolutely stupid. One of the most expensive, most lucrative companies in the world. And that's their idea of a benefits package. So I'm just laughing to myself and I start coming up with all the different types of benefits that you get for working at Amazon. One being the zero sugar Gatorade. Two, they get to send you into space at any time you want. Not, or not when you... Ah, ah. See, I already fucked up. They get to send you in space. You don't get to choose one. We don't know if you're coming back, but you get to go out there. And three, of course, you get to kill one person, preferably a woman or child, but one person with your Amazon van, and uh, they'll just handle the rest for you. So I wrote that one out. Uh, I know I'm delivering it. I, I delivered it differently when I'm doing the stand-up. You know, it's kind of hard to see it on in the mic on the podcast but that one landed well that one landed real well i did a little bit of a roast of jeff bezos um people like making fun of amazon so i got a whole set that i'm working on now that's amazon related i will be recycling some amazon jokes um let me pull my notes app out real quick I don't know. I have another version of getting murdered by an Amazon van. I wrote, I heard Jeff Bezos is starting a new streaming service that just shows footage of pedestrians getting murdered by Amazon vans. Um, I tell that van murder joke many ways, but I still miss my brother's son. I try to throw him in one a few times and he just keeps, I keep missing. He's just a shifty little fella. So that, that's been fun. Uh, Jeff Bezos is rumored to have interest in buying the Washington Commanders, a football team. Uh, his money in D.C. politics wasn't enough. Buying their shitty football team is probably the best prerequisite for an inevitable presidential run. Um, love that for Bezos. It's kind of a little midlife crisis for him. My midlife crisis was obviously uh, buying a home, breaking up with my fiance, moving into a basement, and starting a podcast. His is whatever he did with his wife. I'm not even going to get into those details. Buying the Washington Post, writing fake opinion pieces, hiring people to write fake opinion pieces, and then also trying to buy a football team. So I don't know. We all handle our midlife crisis just a little different. Uh, he'll figure that one out. Um, Jeff Bezos is an easy target. I wasn't really going to try to aim at billionaires for a while. But if you go to the comedy club, I mean, they there is quite a few. I mean, Zuckerberg, easy hit. Look at that motherfucker. I mean, he is so goofy. Elon Musk, a few jokes at him recently. He got in a lot of, well, I, I shouldn't say trouble, but he's been all over the news lately 
with all his antics, all his bullshit. Dave Chappelle brought him out in San Francisco to 18,000 people booing him. I actually almost started the set by saying, talking about Elon Musk, and I almost asked the whole entire crowd to boo me. I may do that eventually just so I get it out of the way. I'd rather get booed now than later. Uh, get it out of the way. It's tough doing stand-up. I just got to take the shots when I want them. Uh, but the billionaires are easy. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not fun, you know? So I'm going to work on some Bezos jokes. I'm working on Amazon jokes. Shout out to my brother who's dealing with some burnout as well. Shout out to me dealing with some burnout. Shout out to all my friends dealing with some burnout. It's It happens. Uh, keep working hard, you know? Shit's going to turn any moment. That's all I got to say. Uh if you don't experience any burnout, then you just become lazy. So I don't know. That sounds a little psychotic and some people would listen to this and think I'm I'm just being draconian or I'm being, I don't even know what the word is. I think people would think I'm too aggressive or just like some kind of weird Republican. But if I'm just being serious, like if you don't put yourself in some stressful situations once in a while in your life, when a stressful situation comes and you're not ready, it is game over you know so be prepared as best as you can be uh but make sure you're making fun of billionaires along the way and if you become a billionaire and you're my friend just give me a couple dollars and i won't make fun of you or and then this podcast will change completely and i'll just start kind of you know recycling good things about billionaires and all the stuff they do for the economy and everything that's good for them you know i took that france argentina france kind of situation i could do that with billionaires any day all right. I'm not afraid to admit that I wouldn't mind being a billionaire at one point in my life, but I also am not afraid to admit I will never be a billionaire. <sighs> Why was I so passionate about that? Doesn't really matter. There's no chance I'll be a billionaire. Millionaire? Maybe. Maybe. Billionaire? Absolutely not. I'm just I just don't care that much. I have a drive. I have a lot of motivation. I do try to find ways to be smart with my money. I do try to invest. I do try to, you know, I'm talking gambling and I'm talking this and that. But I, I know my I know my limitations. I know my I know how to handle myself. I've been doing this for a while. I'm not. I'm a vet. Respect this. I'm walking around with gold chains, fucking grills. You know, I'm spending money on ridiculous things all the time, but I'm still rich. Yeah, I'm contradicting myself, but you get the point. Uh, billionaires, easy to make fun of. Stand up, going well. I tried to make a joke about the black-eyed peas, and it didn't land too hot. I'll still work on that. Um, not my favorite, but I was trying to basically talk about the fact that there was a song called Let's Get Retarded that was written in 2003 by them. I think that's very offensive, by the way. I just think it's weird that it kind of slipped into the pop zeitgeist. I also think it's weird that the Black Eyed Peas just make songs called My Humps, People Killing, People Dying, Children Hurt When You See Them Crying, Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night. I mean, they got, they're just all over the board. You just don't know what they're going to say. Like one minute they're talking about eating ass and the next minute they're talking about Israel versus Palestine. Like none of it makes sense to me. And they get so many deals. I mean, I just do not like the Black Eyed Peas, so I'm trying to figure out a way to roast them more. I do like roasting chickpeas. But, and then I tried, I tried to end the joke uh, just saying, like, we all we all knew a Fergie growing up, kind of thinking people would be like, yeah, that that one, like, white trash woman, uh, that's kind of ghetto for no reason. But then I said, but now we can't say Fergie anymore, implying 
well, I hope you're following along. But it, it landed all right. It was. It, I think I was a little rushed at the end, and then I had a, I had this bit about Steve Harvey, how I'm trying to become the Steve Harvey at my job, except instead of a mustache, I'm growing out a red mullet. That was a, a, an okay laugh, not a great one, but the Amazon ones went well. I'll use those again, and uh, it was cool. And I was the last comic to go up, I think, it was about 9 o'clock. There was probably 20 to 30 people almost. Quite a few people stay, stick around, so that was good. It wasn't just like a small group. Sometimes people do leave, but there were still quite a few people there. Um, I got a few people that uh, said, well done, congratulated me, said hi to me after the show, so that was cool. So it's a good feeling. you know. I know I'm, I'm only three weeks in. I know I'm going to have times where I struggle. I know there's going to be times where I do not land, but I'm happy that I did it three weeks in a row. I'm happy that... I had my best set to date. I went last. I was the and then the host, Luke Lucas. He's a cool dude. He gave me a nice like last comic of the year because they're not doing it uh, during the 26th or whatever next Monday is. And he gave me a nice little uh, you know welcome onto the stage and it felt good. You know, I just uh, I'm really happy with the progress I'm making and I'm gonna keep it up. You know, and part of the reason I'm doing podcasting is so I can get better at talking into a mic, get a little bit faster, a little bit slower with my rhythm, try to tell stories, try to figure out what works best. This is obviously the most just like free thought, just kind of get it out, just kind of start talking, figure out what makes sense, feel what you feel comfortable talking about. Uh, so this has been good for me. Um, so yeah, that was cool. But I'll go into a little bit of detail about the night. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I like going to the comedy club quite a bit because you you start to see some regulars. Some people are fucking hilarious. And I think I can get there. But you can tell who's been doing it for a while. You can tell who's who's really into it. And you can tell some people practice, practice, practice. And I'm learning from them in some ways. You're always learning. But uh, it was an interesting night. Um, There was this one white dude who kind of bombed he was very uncomfortable he was doing this weird like stand up like and i mean literally like standing up like crouching like it was just he he did not know what he was doing with his body and he really didn't land a lot of good jokes and everyone's trying to be nice for the most part uh but you know when it's not funny and when it's cringy it's cringy so people are just yeah anyways you know (laughs) but he he didn't do too hot. He had some weird joke about not having a partner, not be sleeping with someone for a while uh, that didn't go too well. And then I don't remember if it was the person right after him or two after him. But one guy got up there. His name's Anthony. He's a black dude. He used to go there. Apparently, he's been coming back. He's a funny dude. And instead of going into his own set for about three minutes, he just asked this guy and kind of roasted him about his sex life and it was so uncomfortable and he's like when's the last time you had sex (laughs) and the guy's just like um it's been a year he's like a whole fucking year you haven't had sex in a whole fucking year and i was like oh no (laughs) so he's just going off on him and then he's trying to convince him to have sex with like guys and they don't have to even be like masculine dudes it could be feminine dudes and he's like there's so many things to fuck out there like you just why are you trying women and i don't know he he was 
he just roasted him for three plus minutes. And then right at the end, he's like, I had a whole fucking set. I just had to roast you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't on the receiving end of that. Um, he did kind of go up to the guy afterwards and give him a fist bump. Who knows how that guy took it. I personally would have been like, I, I, would, I would not have liked that. So maybe he's cool with it, maybe not. So that, that was the first kind of weird moment last night. It was, it was, a, little, it was a little bit roasty. It was, it was good. Um, there was also a lot of uncomfortable jokes about Israel, Palestine, and Jewish people, which is so interesting to me. I went to old Jerusalem. I've been talking about falafel. I'm talk, I don't know. It, it, it was interesting how many people talked about it. Obviously, some of these people know each other and they probably do share some thoughts, but it's kind of interesting to see where, you know, the jokes land and what's kind of in the, the zeitgeist, what's kind of funny. Uh, so there was, a few, there was a few Jew jokes that some went well, some did not. Um, there's a younger dude that goes. He went last week, so he's went two weeks in a row, and he did okay the first week, but... He did not prepare for this week, and he, sorry, I'm taking a minute to think about this. He's kind of a stoner, which is fine. You know, I I can be a stoner sometimes, too. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't prep. He had a few jokes, but they were kind of, they just were not landing. People did not find him funny. He had a joke where he was like, I've been in Fort Collins for 18 years. I've never seen so much diversity, a black person and a Chinese person telling jokes, and he didn't really get a laugh about that. Although let's be honest, that's true. Fort Collins has like 4 million white people. So, um, the black dude was gone at that point. I would have loved to hear how he would react. I think the Chinese one was gone too, but that did, that didn't fly too hot. And then he kind of had these like cheap stoner jokes. They, They weren't really landing. And then he tried to end his set with a Kanye joke. And he basically said something, and I'm I'm, I'm going to butcher just a bit, but whatever. I'll, I'll get the gist of it. He basically said, I find it weird that, or he's like, we need to stop proving Kanye right, something around those lines. And then he said, Kanye's saying, oh, they're taking my sports deals, they're taking my music deals, they're taking my clothes, they're taking my etc. And then he said, but then the super woke crowd came in and they took his sports deals took his music deals took his clothes deal etc like he just matched it and he did mention the jews there and it did not land like people were not happy about that one um this one i know for a fact the guy that came on right after him was like he was like dude that was fucked up (laughs) that's how he came up on the stage with the mic and the the guy that said that he's a bigger blonde dude. He kind of wears a weird hat. He's kind of a weirder looking dude. And he he tried to kind of make a joke. He's like, that's something that would come out of my like you would think would come out of my mouth. You know how weird I look. But what are you saying? That's just that's just fucked up. And then there's another um, Jewish comedian there named Sammy. And he and then the comedian was like, I like Sammy. Fuck that guy. So it just it was like thirty seconds of just being like roasting the kid for a really bad Jew joke. Uh probably deserved. It was not it was not done well. Not accurate, but uh there was it was it was funny. I, I, it was funny, you know, contention is always funny to me. Uh the young the young dude played it off. He clapped. I'll I'll be curious to see if he comes back. I hope he does. Um comedy's kind of a tough 
tough one to get into, you know. Sometimes there's going to be times where you cross a line and you don't mean to. It's all part of it. Um, you can't always be safe, but you have to come from a place of understanding. At least that's how I think about it, right? Like, you don't want to just be mean to be mean, but you also sometimes are mean just for the sake of comedy. Uh, it's a fine line, you know. He did not land it. He got called out. Um the other dude, like I said before this, he was mean to be funny. It worked for him. Hopefully the other guy wasn't too hurt. Uh, it's all part of it. You know, it's, it's just a fine line. I know I'm working my way through it. I know I can be sometimes aggressive. But, yeah, it was, it was a good night. Um, it's just interesting, man. I mean, I hope a lot of people get to go. I hope I get to invite. Well, I know I, w- I will invite more people to see me, and I hope people do come. Because I really enjoy it. Uh, and they can just kind of see the process. But I got to get at least three minutes of guaranteed content. Or I would even say like 10 minutes of guaranteed content. You only get three minutes up there. But I want to make sure I have maybe like three sets that I can just recycle if needed. You know, um, A lot of people do go up there and tell their same jokes. So if you go every week, you are going to hear some of the same jokes. But you know, if they're good, they're good. I, I still laugh. Like some of the... like. Sometimes when I first heard the joke, I really thought it was funny. This time I hear it, and it's more like a a big smile and kind of like a clap. But it'll be interesting because I'll use that Amazon joke again because it went so well. But I'm going to feel a little weird kind of repeating myself on stage. But that's just part of it, you know, like these stand-up comedians, some of my favorites, you know, Anthony Jeselnik, Bill Burr, Tom Segura, like they go on these tours like absolute tours and they change some of the words but they're just saying the same stuff over and over again same stories they really landed it well i mean they think it's funny they know it's funny and it's a little different for them if they're seeing a different crowd every night if you're seeing the same kind of comedians uh it it does kind of you don't overthink it too much but it is going to be weird like oh yeah these are the 10 stand-ups i saw last week and they heard this joke already i want to be creative i want to get a new laugh i want to seem clever but Part of the whole open mic is just getting comfortable on stage, moving around. Uh, the first two night, the first two times I did open mic, I barely moved, and I was kind of I was pretty stiff, you know. And this time, I actually intentionally made a point to move around, even if I knew I wasn't going to be funny. And there's like this uh, when I worked at Amazon, which I should have mentioned earlier, but I, I did work at Amazon myself. But I worked in the warehouse; I wasn't a truck driver. And when I worked at Amazon, there were these people, and they were called water spiders. And all they would do all day is wrap plastic around boxes, and it was a small box. Or, you know, I shouldn't say small, but it's like they're just going in circle, in circle, in circle, in circle. They just look so goofy. I mean, it is just such a funny sight to see. And it is some of the the dumber people at Amazon, if I'm being honest, like, there, there was a couple places on Amazon that you didn't want to be if you worked in the warehouse. That was, um, what is it, was it called? Uh, pallet Land was one of them, where all the pallets were. And then a water spider. Those were like the two places you try to avoid. Um, you always try to get in a truck. It was such a weird time for me because they would put you somewhere on a schedule But I would always ignore it because I knew where kind of like the normal people worked and I knew where some of the like, I'm just being honest, I knew where like the less stupid people worked. I tried Poundland like twice and I hated it and I tried like Water Spider once and I hated it. I always moved to a truck and the thing about being in the truck is 
if you are in the truck, you are alone, they trust you and you get your shit done and you you just get a certain level of respect and you aren't micromanaged. And if you get the truck, they like you. So I just busted my ass for like a month plus just every day emptying trucks out as fast as I can. Eventually, they just had me on truck duty the whole time. Um, it was interesting because there was two different truck zones and they would kind of mix me in between both. There was one that was kind of, there was one that was one package at a time, had to be on the conveyor belt at a specific way. And man, I wish people, I wish everyone had the chance to work into an Amazon warehouse because there's all of these like interconnected conveyor belts. It's like a huge spider with millions of legs and they shoot up and they scan the box and they know exactly which like kind of gate to go to A, B, C, all the way to like Y, Y, X, X, Z, Z, et cetera. Like it, it goes all the way up to the alphabet and then it repeats itself, scans a box and then it knows where to put it based on whatever the shipping geographic region is. So, oh, this has to go to Loveland. We're going to scan the box. You know, it goes to Loveland. Oh, Loveland is located in B, B, C, C, D, D. We're pushing it that way. So it was, it was cool. It's good technology. Whoever invented it is a fucking genius. Um, but that was, that was one of the zones is you got, you had to place boxes one at a time in order for the conveyor belt to read the thing so it properly sent it into the right place. It was a real efficient system. And uh, sometimes you were just, you, you had to be fast, but you also had, and you had to close out trucks. You had to close out as many trucks as you could in a shift. It was burnout. Like it was crazy. And um, I don't know. So that, that was all right. I like that. that but then the one that was even crazier, like even more ridiculous than just like running through a truck as fast as you can while loading one package at a time was there was literally trucks that you had to empty. Like, I'm going to butcher this because I know it's like, it probably wasn't this fast, but it's like, you got to empty that truck in 15 minutes. And this would normally take 40 for like anyone else, but like you need to be out there just throwing everything as fast as possible onto the conveyor belt does not matter get it on there things are going to get stuck the thing is going to get like paused because there's too many packages and you just have to shove them down you have to get up on a ladder push them in go back into the truck throw it out as quickly as you can and then there's times where you know you usually had a partner in the truck you almost always needed one because there was always going to be like a 40 pound box or something Sometimes you're alone. I mean, Amazon was crazy, right? A lot of people just quit like day of. So it was all fucking free for all. But there'd be like one truck just full. I mean, I'm talking like one of those trucks you see on the highway, you know, like that's like three cars long, even longer. And it's like 10 feet tall. And it's stacked, absolutely stacked with 40 pound grills. And me and one guy are just pick up grill, throw on, throw on the... <laughs> Ah, pick up grill, throw on the conveyor belt. Pick up grill, throw on the conveyor belt. Pick up grill, throw on the conveyor belt. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, oh my God, this is so stressful. And I'd get off of work so sweaty, so gross, so sore. And I remember I was actually living at home. I was, I was, I just turned 21. Um, I was with my girlfriend at the time. She was in Ireland. And I was just trying to make a lot of money. And Amazon actually paid pretty well, especially a warehouse job for a 21-year-old. And I was not really, I was not that career committed. I wasn't going to be working like an internship at a bank or 
I'm into data now, but I wasn't doing data back then. Like it just, I knew I was going to kind of work a manual labor job. If I'm being honest, like the summer before that I worked landscaping, which I'll do some jokes about landscaping eventually. I think I got a lot of good job jokes, but, um, I got to work on them. But Amazon was a good time, but it was just so interesting. And yeah, I would just work these six, seven hour shifts, just busting fucking trucks, throwing them on the conveyor belts and moving along. It was tiring, but it was, it was, um, yeah, I'm going on about Amazon for a little bit, but I'm just trying to recall things if I'm being honest. Um, I'm a little off topic. I got all worked up. <laughs> I was talking about the stand-up set. I did some Amazon jokes. I don't know. So, with all that being said, pause. Okay, I had. It's gonna sound funny on the podcast. I'm too lazy to change it. Just get used to this, okay? I'll get good one day. It doesn't matter. Um, I remember why I was talking about this. It was because. I was talking about the water spiders and they go in those fucking circles and that's what I did on stage and I looked like a fool and I got an okay laugh but the point was I'm gonna walk around in circles on stage I can fucking do this and I did it and I felt good about it so so that's where I was going with that um man I don't know Amazon was a weird time shout out to them trucks they try to get me a CDL you know driver certificate driver's license whatever it is the driver's license that allows you to drive trucks so then I could just do the whole entire thing, take a truck, park it, unload it, go load it, etc. Um, I would have been interested if I'm being honest at the time, but I went back to Madison, you know, um, had to finish my senior year and then start looking for real jobs that paid well and wasn't weren't so physical. Uh, so I don't know. I, I had an interesting time at Amazon. My brother, like I said, is an Amazon van driver. So I don't know. Uh, he's He's doing all right. So I guess I'll transition. Uh, that was my week. That was a stand-up. And while I'm on the topic of my brother, I'll say I'm really looking forward to my brother coming to visit me and my mom. He's coming to visit on Christmas Eve. So that's good news. I got to pick him up from the airport. So that'll be my third Saturday in a row going to Denver for a different reason, but I'm enjoying it. Um, we'll do a lot. It'll be good to see him. I haven't seen him since... August of 21 so it's it's been a long time it'll be it'll be a much needed catch up um I'll take him to a few spots around Fort Collins shout out to Ace Gillette's uh I'll try to maybe take him on a hike if the weather permits uh I got a few options you know I'm hoping to find some stuff that uh stuff to do with them I mean there'll be a million things to do with them he actually only came out one time he came out when I moved out here two years ago so there's so many new things that I've discovered and I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. You know, I think it'll be good for me. My brother's kind of my best friend. Uh, we get along. We have a similar sense of music, sports, similar just interests. I mean, we're different in a lot of ways, but we kind of come together on some core principles. We, we kind of come together when it really matters. And uh, he's always just given some good wisdom. So I'm, I'm just super excited to see him. I'm hoping to get him on a podcast next week. Uh, so we'll see that. Maybe I'll get my mom to guest, do a guest appearance, but we'll see. Uh, that'll be fun. Maybe a little family thing. If everyone's listening, uh, they can, they can hear some of my jokes and we can, we can just go on a, just go on a tangent together. So if you have any recommendations of places to go, I'd be more than willing to hear them, but I know I'll come up with something. I'm not too worried. Um, 
Let's see. I wrote a few ideas down for the podcast. Let me just read off a couple. Um, Russian-Ukraine war. Don't know why I said that. I'm not getting into that right now. Gambling. Already talked about that. Talked about the coffee house. Oh, I had one I'll talk about to end it. Uh, Let me come back to that in a minute. Talked about Trader Joe's. I didn't talk about this too much. I talked about the Christmas party. Uh, one thing was like, I'm telling some of my like coworkers that I'm doing stand up, so I'm kind of getting these like looks or this kind of like, oh, you do stand up? <laughs> Tell a joke, and I'm just like, um, it doesn't really work like that. Like, I'm funny when I'm funny. I'm funny when I'm, when I'm not funny. I got to prep and. I kind of got to get in the mindset. So I, I do tell a lot of jokes at work. I think I can be quick with it. I think I can I can put on an entertainer. I can put on this kind of whole thing uh, pretty quickly. But when I'm asked to do it on spot, I'm always like, eh, I don't know. Just, just let me get into that. So um, we'll see. If my coworkers keep trying me trying to ask me to be funny... I'm going to come up with some really ridiculous stuff and add them into some of my stand-up bits. So if you're listening, feel free to, uh, feel free to chime in. I would love that. All right. Um, talked about Petra. Uh, I was going to talk about old dirty bastard. I think that's, that's a crazy name for a rapper. That was one of the opening songs that I played. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan. And this actually gets into my last point that I was going to cover. Stay with me here. I'm going to take a sip of water. I think it's interesting that common knowledge is kind of diminishing. (laughs) Everyone's like, is Old Dirty Bastard common knowledge? No, no. What I'm saying is, like, you used to... mm, (laughs) <laughs> how do I want to get into this? Like 20 years ago, or now oh, we're getting so old. God damn. Um, before the internet, 90s, you know, you used to get like your entertainment in the same places. You used to kind of watch the same shows. Music was more centralized. You got on the radio. Uh, and then all these streaming services come in, you know. And then this internet comes in. And then like knowledge is a little bit more decentralized. And then there's all these new celebrities. And then like, who I find funny may be different than someone who else finds funny. And there's so many people. And with access to the internet, you got millions of followers for one person, millions of millions of followers for another. And uh, I just think now more than ever, it's kind of hard to um, be like one, one, number one at like your specific genre. But you can definitely carve your own fucking lane however you want. And you got to remember that. I mean, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of internet real estate that still exists. Um, and there's going to be for a while. And I like doing the podcast, so it's going to sound counterintuitive. But, like, the, a lot of it's just in those small clips. I mean, you. I know there's been, like, attempts. Like, television tried to – I think it was called Tubi or some kind of streaming service. What they tried to do was – make like 15 minute clips of shows just quick 15 minutes and you're watching you're done and you pick it up wherever and they, they tried this idea of like quick entertainment and i think it i think it works eventually it's hard to say how or when and it's hard to say like 
do you keep a consistent message and like what kind of cadence do you drop it at and there's always going to be people that enjoy long form so it's always different right like I, I i know there's no it's not black and white it's gray but i think what i was just kind of getting lost on and just trying to think about more was just like the impact that it, we are seeing from like such a decentralized knowledge base you know i mean it just seems now more than ever kind of easier to be unique there used to be this kind of a long time ago i had a friend uh, and we talked about how nothing is ever original anymore and i think like i believed her when we talked about it and that was back when i was like 18 uh but these days i think you know we all kind of mimic or we all kind of copy some of this and that like i'm sure i'd I'm sure I kind of get some inspiration from this or that. I, I mean, at the beginning of my show is always music that's written by someone else. And some of those songs are just samples of other people. So I get it. We all build upon each other. But I do think, like, there is going to be an air of, like, kind of uniqueness that we need to appreciate and understand and just not take for granted. You know, I think there's there will be a movement that comes soon. I don't know where. I don't know how. But I just I got this feeling that as we get more and more into this kind of internet rabbit hole and as you can kind of like like me for example like i'm not i'm a pretty average dude and i figured out a way pretty simple to get a podcast on apple music and spotify and go do stand up and i figured out all like how to create a website and and like i didn't have to do all this like crazy coding to do the website granted i could have done more and i and i can do some of it but i didn't have to do that there's templates for you and you can still have a good website and same with this podcast stuff it's like i use the cheapest like audio recorder and then i i did buy like an okay mic but then you know like a lot of it's just handled for you yourself you know like we're getting to a point where there's so much more um ease of entrance i guess would be the right word like now more than ever it's easier to get into something and i kind of like it with the comedy i kind of like it with uh the improv i like it with weird storytelling i like it with weird writing i'm not comedy is kind of like my niche right now but i can i can kind of get wherever with it i just like the idea of creating content uh and doing kind of weird stuff but you could do it in any capacity you could start a youtube cooking show and uh you just don't know how well you're going to do but if you just get out there and try you never know uh i'm not doing any of this for likes it'd be cool if it ever got famous i would love that for myself just if i could like get on a get into a place where i can make money doing this kind of stuff um but you got to be somewhat good at it or you at least have to be not so good but you just have to have people that want to listen to what you say or like relate to you um I think there's a lot of people that relate to the ways you feel. I don't think you were allowed to be as open back then as you are now. I think there's a lot of weird feelings that we've never experienced before as a society that are hard to kind of capture. And we're trying to work on getting those brought into the picture. A lot of that does with just like the whole age of the internet, the way we date now, the way we got buy food. We know back then you used to like go grow. You had to go grocery shopping, obviously in store. You still do that, but you can do Instacart. You know, 
Back then, you used to go to all the stores to buy Christmas gifts. Now it's like Amazon, Best Buy, anywhere online you can get a gift. And even if it's something unique, like even if you're like, oh, I want to get something that's super different or I want to get something that's against the grain. Okay, then you're going on Etsy and you're buying something from someone else and it's all just electronics still, you know? Like there's still times where we go to these brick and mortar stores, but we're just living in such a weird time where like common knowledge is kind of, losing itself like we don't know like there's no right or wrong answer there's no like this is the way to do it it's kind of like do it however you want and like if you really do it wrong you will get caught or like we will notice it (laughs) but at the end of the day like just i don't know you got to go create what you want to create and you got to express yourself how you want to express yourself that's how i've been thinking about it that's the only way i'm going to get better at this comedy stuff i know all the jokes I have aren't for everyone, uh, but I can just do what I want, say what I want, and as long as I'm not being harmful, then what's the point in being mad about it? You know, this is like my favorite thing to do. It's one of my favorite hobbies is getting re- getting a recording in, just getting my thoughts released, kind of getting my mind right, and then another thing is just writing. I, I love to write, and sometimes I'm writing serious stuff, and other times I'm just writing jokes about Jeff Bezos. You know, so. Um, I don't know. I think there's there's more to that. I'll probably cover that in more detail as we move on. But uh, it's just it's interesting, you know. I think 20 years from now it'll be even it'll be even weirder. I don't I don't know what to expect. I'm thinking, you know, there'll be artists I've never even heard of that are really good, but I just don't know them because it's hard to keep up with that list. Do I need to know them? No, no. You don't need to know everyone who's good. You don't need to know who everyone likes. But what you do need to be is open-minded. You do need to understand you are going to meet people, especially in the future, who are so different than you because we live in these islands, you know, we live in these internet islands. Like there are going to be people that just have such a different sense of style than you, sense of music, sense of comedy. And sure, I mean, we're all going to cross paths in some ways because, you know, there still is stuff like Twitter, Facebook, Netflix, etc. Like there are these big platforms and they kind of they kind of advertise things a certain way. So there there still is a somewhat of a form. Uh but now more than ever, it's like, okay, well there's Netflix, but there's also Hulu, HBO Max. Are you watching White Lotus? Are you watching the newest Netflix movie? Are you watching Peacock? Like and then, you know, it just it just keeps changing. Then Apple TV and you got like Ted Lasso. I've never even seen Ted Lasso. I've heard good things about it. I would like to watch it. I don't watch TV really, so uh, maybe one day, but probably not. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. But you get the point. The point is things are changing. you got to be open-minded. That's the key to the next 20 years because there's just going to be so much variety now in what we can and can't do. And it's no longer the case that, oh, this is the way that you should eat food a certain way or this is the way you should – like handle your affairs like there's so many different ways to do things now and there's all these different diets and then there's these different like followings and then people post their blogs online and it's like oh this is how i do my day-to-day or this is how i do my however you know it's just it's fascinating to me um i try to take it all with a grain of salt i try to think okay i can always learn something from someone but i also have to be careful about what's kind of just bullshit you know there is a lot of bullshit salesmen these days um, I try to think there's some truth to certain things that is just inevitable, unavoidable, and true. I think 
I think that's fair assessment. I think a lot of people would agree with that. I think there is just some ways that you should live life that everyone should be living life, or there's some morals that everyone should have. Uh, but in terms of entertainment and in terms of just expression, let it fly, you know, just let it be itself. Um, what you like, how you express yourself does not have to be the way that other people express themselves. And who knows, you may be shocked at ways of expression that come in that you didn't think about, but are actually really valuable for you. You know, I'm, I'm constantly learning new ways to, to be creative or just find a way to kind of deliver my jokes or find a way to write differently or pick up from other people. And, um, one thing that's been nice about 2022 is definitely diving into some new music, some new music from artists that you still listen to as well, some new artists and just, just a whole blend of different things. And then obviously all of this stuff for me, you know, um, so it's been cool. I don't know. Uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> a little bit of a ramble, but just sit with me. I appreciate it. I, I think there's some potential stand-up writing there that I can make twists on. A lot of my comedy will hopefully make fun of the ridiculousness in life. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but this was a good episode. I got I got an hour 16 in. I don't feel bad about it. A little disorganized, but uh, I feel great. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Please like and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, please like and subscribe. Um, give me two seconds. If you have any questions or you want me to talk about any topics in particular, there is an email you can reach me at. It is cccoachescorner22 at gmail.com. That is CCC. So that's how it starts. C-C-C-O-A-C-H-E-S corner 22 at gmail.com. Send it if you have any questions. I appreciate you listening. Thank you again for a great week. I'll be back soon. I'll record around Christmas. If you don't listen, have a nice Christmas. Thank you so much, everyone. Good night.